Pickaxe. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You both good? Yep. Yep. It's, yeah. It's... Are you better or worse than last time? <laughs> the same it's been the last 12 months, the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's hard to, hard to say, isn't it? Because two weeks ago was, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was, it was yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah. The last time that. we recorded one of these? Yeah. Feels like yeah, it. Yeah, must have that been. sounds right. Yeah, this morning, probably. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Comes around real quick. It does. Um, which is nice to an extent for, like, weekends that, you know, seem to only be about two days apart from each other. That's but true. not so good when, you know, like, work deadlines are suddenly, everything is due tomorrow. Mm-hmm. All the time. It's um, time to start on another one of those edits. Yeah. Even though you've just finished one. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was always fun at War Culture, just the relentless, <laughs> just like pigs being fed slop. It's just like, right, well, here's some more. <laughs> Edit in, bugger. Yeah. I've had a fun week of sleeping. I don't know what happened, but I got into a habit of just sleeping for like 16 to 20 hours at a time. Wow. <laughs> it's just like remarkable. How are you? How does that feel? Um, honestly, it's the worst thing ever. It's just like, well, there goes a day. <laughs> It sounds terrible. Are you sleeping over the course of the night, at least? You're not sort of nocturnal, are you? It's like end of the workday. I'm just going to pass out. And then, oh boy, workday again. (laughs) No, that's awful. So you get no downtime (laughs) at all. It happened a few times, but I I bounced out by sleeping just one hour last night. So it... it... Oh, and that's... (laughs) That sounds like a very healthy way of... Of resetting. It, yeah, it, it wasn't intentional. You know, when like I've got, I, at night I always listen to a podcast. I've kind of, I don't think it actually helps, but in my head I'm like, this will help me sleep. And I, mm. like, I've got a specific podcast called um, Stuff You Should Know. It's, it's, just, it's just like two people talking about the most specific subjects. And it's always a gamble which one you choose. It could either be like just the perfect good night, boring reeling of some information, or it could be the most exciting, tantalizing thing you've ever heard. And I had three whoppers in a row of great episodes. <laughs> So I just couldn't sleep. I didn't want to skip. I didn't want to pause. Oh, no, Mikey. Well, I hope you can stay awake for today's recording and then you can uh, go off and sleep for 20 hours afterwards. I'll try my best. <laughs> Are you hibernating? Is that what? I think is? so. Maybe that's it. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bear. The winter. Have you eaten loads and loads of like vegan food? Nuts and berries and twigs. Yeah. And vegan food, yeah. You've been e- Sorry, you've been eating twigs, Michael. Yeah, that's classic hibernation food right it's that's what bears eat before they haven't just loads of twigs it's like you know nature twiglets 
<laughs> yeah, just twiglets and what were those? Are they all bran? What was it called? They look like twigs. You could buy them. You probably still can as breakfast cereal. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they were like bran flakes, but they were long. It just looks like a bird's nest. Breakfast twigs. What, what? What? No, that's not bringing them up. That's a shame. Oh, high five. <laughs> oh, it looks just like a, a big ball of worms. Well, I don't know if this is yeah. the specific one, but this is high fiber twigs. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's it, I think. Oh, God. High fiber twigs. Mm, <laughs> yummy. Breakfast choice. Alexa, please add breakfast twigs to my shopping basket. That's breakfast the best twigs. breakfast you could possibly start your day on. It looks like rabbit food. <laughs> yeah, I used to have them. I say used to have them. I remember them being in the house precisely maybe twice. Yeah. Uh, and it was when I was a child. And whenever you tackled a bowl of it, you were like, yeah. Now I'm grown up. This now I'm ready the, to poo. This is the big time. I'm going to poo really easily. And also I've had three mouthfuls and my jaw is so tired. I just keep chewing and it won't end. It just screams like mam breakfast to me for some reason. Like so That's the cereal my mum would choose. Yeah. To me, it looks more like rather than twigs, uh, I kind of think it looks like mealworms, which mm. uh, we sometimes buy for our garden birds, like little tiny brown curly worms that's what it looks like just <sighs> like that nice. oh it really does mm. high fiber worms <laughs> there's no dressing up is there with sorry i'm just rereading this box with more than six essential vitamins and minerals <laughs> so how many is it then seven then <laughs> seven <laughs> yeah <laughs> we should probably tell some jokes shouldn't we really maybe we should probably probably crack on but uh, hey stick yeah. that in the thread <laughs> Well, thanks we'll everyone who donates to keep this podcast alive i hope it's worth it <laughs> have you guys seen chia seed pudding no <laughs> Ch- chia seed isn't that the least appetizing thing you've ever seen oh god oh it's all knobbly oh god it looks like oh every layer is horrible for a different reason god it just looks like there's like snake skin in the middle gravel on top and some sort of viscera it's like someone's trying to grow their own mushrooms in like a, in a jar it's got that same kind of weird texture oh god no dreadful what is this where did uh, you get this from well it's on the google image results for breakfast twigs fiber and <laughs> right. uh the headline from pop sugar uk is chia seed pudding isn't just for breakfast oh, wow. which implies that chia seed pudding can can strike at any moment <laughs> horrifying when you least expect it <laughs> hello everybody and welcome to Podiots, the official twig video podcast <laughs> it's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three us where everybody brings a, a thing along to, to talk, talk about, about. My name's Ben. And my name is Peter. And I am Michael. So you changed it up a bit there. Yeah. I went with my name is instead Ooh. of I'm Ben. I am Ben. Keeping it fresh. The energy in the room right now. Can you feel that? Can you feel no, that? Not really. Oh, I can. I'm just buzzing off this slight shift. Buzz, buzzing your tits off over I there. thought I was just having a stroke. Well, it must, <laughs> must be the energy in the room, I guess. Well, are you thinking stroke? Because I'm told that's an important part. Yeah. If you're having, if you hit someone on a motorbike, think stroke. Think stroke. Because that's the excuse you can give to the police when they arrive. You say, oh, well, sorry. Sorry for hitting that cyclist. I had a stroke. <laughs> My mind was preoccupied thinking oh, stroke. 
yeah, this is a comedy podcast. Could you tell? Question <laughs> yeah. Could you tell yeah. by the joke about not only someone dying in a, an accident, getting hit by a car as they cycle down the road, but also the driver of that car having had a stroke? Yeah. Can you tell? Did you enjoy it when we explained it for a second time as well? Pretty funny. Do you want me to, should I explain it one more time? I think oh. Mike should explain it this time. Okay. Right. Well, you see, strokes are bad. Right. That's yeah. it. That's that's all the oh, explanation okay. you need. Okay. Well, I <laughs> feel like I've learned a lot. Yeah. Anyway, we here like to talk about some things that we've brought along. We like to answer some listener questions, which are usually quite strange. And uh, we can do that because some very, very generous, wonderful peach, peach pool <laughs> peach pits have decided to support us financially. That's another breakfast, isn't it? The peach pit. The peach pits, yes. <laughs> And uh, if you would like to support us, you can go to streamlabs.com forward slash poddy. It's donations. Donate three pounds or more. You get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. You help us do this and uh, you get a little shower. You get to join Pod Squad. First up is Mikey's Plumpy Platoon. My little Plumpy Platoon. And we start off with Dear Rat Boy. Oh. Donna, CO7 and the very generous Redworth. Oh, got, got, got him. Step on me, Big Daddy Ben. <laughs> no. And also Redworth, who is genuinely very, very generous this time. And they say, my work have paid me for getting the C-virus vaccine. So please take some of my incentive monies. I will brook no complaints. Eat a Domino's if you feel you must punish yourself for this money. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Redworth. Thank you. We'll never ask a question. Emily Lemons. <laughs> Czechoslovakia, big fan of that. <laughs> Gooey bug spittoon. Czechoslovakia che- Slovakia as well. We got two. A double whammy. A Czech. Che- the nation oh, of United Nation of Czech. Two Czechs. Desi does meat face. Scooby Drooby Drew. The very generous Dow Dowdian. I'm going to say it. Shout out to my friend John, who introduced me to your podcast and triple jump. Used to be a fan of your past exploits. And even met Ben and Peter at EGX 2017. Oh. Loving what you guys are doing now. Keep up the great work, everybody. Well, thank thank you. you. You keep it up. Stephen Scodes. No. Nope. Kiki. Scodes. Stephen Scodes. It'll be rammed in we'll my head there. eventually. We'll mm-hmm. get there. Kiki Chichi RIP. Pro trainer. Specky Becky. Insert daft name here. The clown with the dirty pubes. Oh, oh look. A first-time donator. Uh, fall in, uh, tiny troop, stand in line. Arthur the kitten, awesome fox forty-two, dia d- d- dia like corn. Y- yeah, yeah. Do you like corn? Dog, no, do you like corn? It's just j <laughs> j like corn. Okay, do you like corn? Uh, Reggie Bronx, Kermit the Porg. Mikey's Merch Shop Fraud, Lord oh, Brotovich, Who the Fuck is Freddy Weber, uh, Barry Scott's Hot Spotty Botty, oh. <laughs> Katie Kin's Solo, Alan Claw, Benny Harvey Rip, uh, Spread Cheeks Slap Balls, who was very generous, and said, official catchphrase slash sign off for Mikey. Also, a thrilling part of any good birthday Zoom quiz. Also, all the best wishes go to Truffle to get back to her usual bouncy self. Oh, thank you. Uh, Mr. Black. Tiny Peas, Tiny D. Uh, Big Titty Jesus 42. Finn Tristam, Penis Examiner. Okay. Uh, Cares of Gallifrey. Peter's 
Tory butthole beliefs. Oh, I see. Yeah, I get it. Uh, and clammy chicken balls takeout. Oh, God. Lovely. Uh, we've also in the, what is this, the fast crew, we've got John's Dinky Diddler Diller Dong. Nice. Moist meat dump, knock knock cock sock, an offended stinky alien, honk, honk if Thatcher's dead. Oh, it went the wrong way around. Oh. You can you can piece yeah. that punchline together. <laughs> Prince Beefcakes, Moist Meat Dump again, Cheggers Slovakia and Cheggers Slovakia. Is that four <laughs> Cheggers Slovakias? <laughs> What's happened? I don't know. It's it's this is an uprising. The people oh. of Czechoslovakia, which no longer exists, have got together to memorialize Keith Chegwin four Keith times. Keith Chegwin, yeah. Can, on the next episode, can we request that everyone is Czechoslovakia? <laughs> yeah, see how many Czechoslovakians we can get yes, for the next episode. You know there'll be several different spellings as well, which is the best part. Yeah, it's going to be good. Anyway, I look forward to that. I look forward to forgetting about that and then yeah. thinking I've gone insane when I see it. Uh, Big Jizzy T's Us Forky 2. Big, yeah, I see it. I kind of get it. Big Jizzy Teasus Forky Two. Oh, I nice. see. That'd yeah, good. We there? Yeah. Big Jizzy Teasus. Meat Redundant. Ad- <laughs> Adolf Meatler. Mister Macca. Nando's Peri Peri Meat Product. Roy Hodgson is clearly an owl. Dave Wilson Pingers. Will Big Dick Trans Communist GF. Uh, Jean-Luc Placard, who was very generous and said, Hi, boys, long-time fan here. Love the consistently great content. Did you hear us talk about <coughs> fibre twigs? Just out of interest. <laughs> Never fails to make me laugh. Keep up the good work. Quick question. Who in the VCU is Alid's iPad and who is Jackie Weaver? Oh, oh man. I'll give you guys a second to think about that while I polish these right. off. There's also shit donation for wankers who accidentally donated to the wrong donation link but didn't let us know on Twitter, so we've corrected it. And finally, shut up, Cheggers, you're dead. Oh, God. That's a quote. We said that at some point. Yeah, we did. We did. I'd be inclined to say that Alad's iPad is Dick Machinko just because of the sort of aggressive Mm. shouting. But he's almost treated as a bit of a hero in the VCU. You know, he's not or possibly an anti-hero. But Alad's iPad is a true villain of uh, of the meeting, I think. Yeah, that's true. Psycho Seagull, maybe, actually. Oh yeah, true chaos. Yeah, yeah. Who's 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 like the true neutral of the VCU to be Jackie Weaver to try and bring order to everything? Someone who brings order. Maybe um, Bobby. Oh Abalone. yeah, possibly. Jeff is sort of keeps um, unfamiliar dogs away of the ha- from the house. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you, everyone. That's your pod squad you. for this week. Your tiny troop. Your Plumpy platoon. I definitely said plumpy platoon. You did say that plumpy just before, a but... complete slip of the tongue, but we went with it anyway. We ruled with yeah. it, and because quite frankly, I forgot what it was, so I just yeah, that sounds <laughs> right. Just like yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, I remember saying that. Uh, so yes, thank you everyone. That's your pod squad for this week. Streamlabs.com forward slash podiats donations. Three pounds or more to join Streamlabs. Streamlabs. Fuck <laughs> to join Streamlabs. Help, help. Roller, roller, join roll. Pod Squad. We will do a shout out at the end of the show as well. Peter, just take the ball away from me. <laughs> I am question question boy or girl this week, so I've brought some questions along from the patrons who have uh, submitted them via Twitter. Um, let's have one straight away from. Oh, so this is the first one I got. But I wanted to... we might have done this before, and if we have, I've got a backup question. 
which thinking about it, we might have also done before. But anyway, <laughs> uh, have we done dream pancake? Ooh, pancake toppings. I don't uh, know. I feel like it might have been a conversation that we've had, but I can't remember it. Me neither. So we could just do that. So AAA podcast with Alex and Sam at podcast AAA on Twitter said dream pancake go. At time no. of recording, it's only a couple of days since uh, Pancake Day, Shrove Tuesday, uh, that I've we celebrate got, here in the UK. I've got to be honest. Did you guys do it? I didn't eat any pancakes no, on Pancake I Day. I never do it. I always forget. <gasps> I see it on Twitter and it's like, well, I'm home and I can't. I don't yeah, the and stuff. there's a, a lockdown on, so I'm not going to go out just for pancake mix. <laughs> uh, and I don't have the constituent parts in my house because we don't keep eggs here. I'm not uh, ordering it in either. No. So uh, I didn't this this time around. We're the authority on pancakes now. (laughs) But if and when I do have pancakes, I've had savoury pancakes before. I had those in Germany. I had like bacon and cheese. Mm. I've seen a few people with that and it's like, yeah, it's just essentially a floppy Yorkshire pudding, isn't it? Yeah, just wang a sausage in it, right? You can put whatever you like in it because you kind of, to me, before I'd had it, I thought... Is it going to taste sort of sweet though? Like, is it? But you know, that's only because you tend to have sweet fillings on a sweet pancake. It's if you have it without any filling or topping, it really doesn't. It's it's not strongly sweet or savoury. It's just batter. So Ooh. you can definitely have it with savoury stuff, and it doesn't taste weird. Gravy pancakes. Mm. Is that an idea? I do like gravy. That would be nice. Mm. I've had a savoury crepe in France, but I don't remember enjoying it very much. <laughs> But I perhaps my palate was unrefined and I just wanted sweets. I mean, I'd still rather, in terms of dream pancake, I wouldn't have the savoury, but I'm just saying no. while we're talking about it, I have had savoury pancakes and they are nice. But for me, my dream pancake, really, really basic bish uh, pancake, I just put sugar on it or icing sugar. I don't put sugar and lemon on it. I just put sugar on and then I put I put loads on so that it's almost not dissolving into the pancake anymore, and then eat it and enjoy it, and it's nice. really nice. Wow. Then I you, die. Your delicious, gritty, crunchy <laughs> Yeah, pancake. maybe I don't put that much on, because I don't like crunchy crunchy sugar. But if you have icing sugar, you don't have oh, the crunch. Oh, yeah. That's a yeah. decadent pancake. It is. I mean, it's, it's quite expensive stuff, icing sugar, I think, by the pound. But, uh, you know, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it for that. Tastes delish. I never got onto the the sugar hype train for pancakes until literally like the last pancake day. Like I, that's when I first had it. I was like, "Oh, this this is good." Now I, sh- I understand. Yeah, it all makes sense now. My dream pancake is a nice, thick, fluffy. I can't. Well, I I, I always opt for the fluffy pancakes because I, I I struggle to make crepes without just messing it up. American style, right? Yeah, big big fluffy boys. So thick fill that ass. with some oh thick, some chalky chips. Yeah. Let them get all melty while they're cooking. Nice. And then slather it with a bit of chunky peanut butter on top. Ooh. Mm. Wasn't expecting chunky. the PB. Oh, yeah. yeah it's good. And oh, Lotus um, Biscoff spread is, a, is a, another contender. Maybe oh, it'd have like a, a two-parter, one with peanut butter, one with Biscoff spread in it. Oh, yeah. oh, I've never had that, but I really like Biscoffs. So I think oh, I'd like the spread. Spectacular. It's, it, it feel, you can feel it clogging your arteries and it's glorious. <laughs> Just get a straw. I think I once had some, um, <laughs> someone once bought me a jar of custard cream filling, which was what? really nice, but also quite <laughs> sickening. That sounds, sounds terrible. I don't remember what I ate it on, because I don't think, 
Like, what would I have eaten it on? I seem to remember enjoying it on something, but I yeah. don't know what it was. Maybe like, you took apart some custard creams. I just made my own <laughs> with extra cream inside. I mean, that's the best part of a custard cream, to be honest, oh, yeah. is the custard cream. So, yeah, maybe. Wow. Um, I've never had a thick, fluffy pancake. I only really have <gasps> really? crepes. Crepes, yeah. Ooh, highly recommend trying them. They're nice and easy to make. Mm. What about you, Ben? Ben? pancake filling when you have them even though you don't have them on the on the tuesday yes uh well i also like a lemon and sugar but again i very rarely have the constituent parts to make it i do i think i've had it with golden syrup before and that was delicious golden syrup sir it's tried and tested that's a classic that's yeah can't go wrong with that you can't go wrong with that in fact i've still got the golden syrup that i think we used for an episode of main menu that's definitely out of date and i did use it after the after the, the the date that I should have thrown it away, but it's fine. It's just sugar, right? How can that go say, bad? Isn't golden syrup like honey in that it just never goes off? It'll last forever. Yeah, I think, I think so. so. You can like, like yeah, mummify Egyptian pharaohs in it and it's still edible yes. 2,000 years later. You can still eat the pharaoh. All the amber they find fossils and stuff in is actually just golden syrup. <laughs> yeah. The dinosaurs loved it. Oh my God, this is a grand conspiracy. What kind of post- 1950s world are we living in where me and Ben and presumably Mikey do not have either the constituent parts of batter mix in our pantries or lemon juice or sugar in our houses. It's, it's flour, milk and eggs, isn't it? Yeah, That's but it. I don't have those things. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't have it. I don't weird. buy eggs. I don't really eat. I don't avoid eggs, but nor do I need eggs. And I don't really need sugar either because I don't, I don't use it. What was People used to have everything all the time in their houses, unless they were obviously not very well off and just lived week to week. But, you know, like middle class British families in the 50s would have a pantry. They probably even had like plates of pastries just ready made, <laughs> ready to go whenever you like one. But they couldn't call Caspers and get them to deliver six waffles and mm. three different slices of different cakes. That's true. That's they didn't. True. They couldn't get Dommy Bobs when they wanted it. <laughs> they couldn't. Dommy they Bobs. just got diarrhea and died for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, just from drinking the water. I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Thick pancakes are good though. Yeah. I've had them precisely once, and they were very nice. Oh, I'll have to give them a go. It's. I need to learn to make crepes. I do miss crepes. It's just, it's just every time I try, it's just an exercise in futility. It's just frustration yeah. and sadness. And I would find it quite entertaining watching you try and make crepes. I think I want to see you flip one. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Sink a dab. Drop it on a ferret. Sorry, truffle. Back to the vets you go. Oh no. Oh god. <laughs> well, brilliant. There we go. That's question nice. one. Uh, who's brought a thing along to talk about? Uh, I've got a thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's time to return to that... Uh, I hope you've always brought your buckets. It's time to return to that well. It's time for, for not real, but sometimes could be real news. Yay! Fantastic. Otherwise known as Not The Onion. Paperstack.mp3. <laughs> It's the wrong, it's the wrong podcast there. There you go. Yeah, so there's uh, the world's weird, and oftentimes a lot of news stories sound like they could have been written for satirical news website The Onion. There's a subreddit dedicated to new, such news stories called Not The Onion. And so I have got five headlines, and you have to guess whether they are real stories or 
whether they're fake stories from The Onion. And uh, I've disguised the headlines somewhat, sometimes not very well. They could be all real, could be all fake, could be a mixture. Who knows? Are you ready? Yes. I'm going to read you them one at a time, and then we'll go through and you can choose yes or no. Wanted man hands himself into police after getting fed up with the people he lives with. (laughs) That could be onion but sounds real, which I guess is the entire point of the game. <laughs> He's got That's, it! You've really, you've really captioned it there. After seven episodes of Not the Onion, this is it. I've worked it it's out. finally clicked. God, it makes sense now. Man32 offered COVID jab because NHS thought he was morbidly obese. Mm. Okay. I know that one. Woman finds a snake in the toilet. The police realise it's just a poo. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh wow. please be true god that'd be amazing <laughs> four men get mouth ulcers after eating 30 kilograms of oranges at airport to avoid paying extra baggage fee <laughs> oh my god that's why not a lot. just bin them you have to eat them so where's oh. peter and finally teenagers offer free squirts of hand sanitizer but it's super glue oh <laughs> pranksters Right, are you ready? Yeah. So the first one, wanted man hands himself into police after getting fed up with the people he lives with. Um, I'm trying to think why you would do that. Surely you could just go elsewhere, or maybe maybe jail is, is his best bet. It's just that bad. <laughs> I want to go back to jail and be with you. <laughs> Alan, who smacks his mouth every time he eats. Ugh. Fucking Alan. <laughs> as much as I can see this being true... I can almost imagine like the wording of the Onion article, so mm. I think I'm going to have to say Onion. I'm I'm going to go true. I'm going to say it's true. So this is true. Yes. Oh wow! <laughs> it's from the West Sussex County Times. <clears throat> the original headline was "Wanted man hands himself into Sussex police for peace and quiet after getting <laughs> fed up with people he lives with." Wow. Uh, the article doesn't really go into a great deal um, or a great great amount of detail. It just kind of repeats the headline over and over again as local news (laughs) tends to do um but yeah wanted man rang up officers at burgess hill police station to hand himself in because he was so fed up of spending time with the people he lived with um yeah apparently snapped off his his tag Uh. he had broken his tag off apparently then turned himself in amazing brilliant next up this is the one peter has heard of and some of you may well have done as well a prominent fake story from The Onion. Man, 32, <laughs> offered COVID jab because NHS thought he was morbidly obese. I know this as well, and it is amazing. Mm-hmm. So they thought that he was, they'd accidentally put his height into the system at like six centimetres, and therefore, based on his height and weight, the computer had worked out that his BMI put him in extremely morbidly obese because he was six centimetres tall and weighed as much as a six foot man. Was it like a BMI of like 280,000 or something? (laughs) So he was offered a COVID jab so the six centimetre man wouldn't die of COVID because he was so fat. He's very high risk. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Because of the clerical mix-up doctors thought he had a body mass index of 28,000. A BMI of 40 is considered morbidly obese. What a unit. Yeah. 
<laughs> I like the fact that he's still, even though 40 is morbidly obese, at 28,000, he's still classed as only morbidly obese. <laughs> Not just a new shape that we couldn't imagine. <laughs> the fourth dimension. Yeah. Oh, yeah, God. It is brilliant. It's a good story. 6.2 centimetres. Oh. Just as I'm strutting into the doctor's office. <laughs> For reference, a BMI of 40 or more is considered morbidly obese, so I'm not sure what this would have made me, he says. (laughs) If I had been less stunned, I would have asked why no one was more concerned that a man of these remarkable dimensions (laughs) was slithering around South Liverpool. Remarkable dimensions is, a, is poetry. It's wow. a great way to describe Slithering around South Liverpool is my favourite part of that sentence. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> what I like, though, is that he's been placed in Group 6. And again, you know, the shape that he would have been for a BMI of 28,000, and he's still not the highest risk person yeah. in the UK, even though his existence is impossible. <laughs> Two things. Number one, how did they not... Like, how is it the only time that this has, like, come up that there's a man on the system with a BMI of 28,000 is when it's jab time. Like, at no point has, like, just the the general nutritional team thought, maybe we should offer this person some help. Yeah. But also, I quite like the idea that this guy turned up and they they had a tiny little syringe for a (laughs) six-centimeter man ready for him. (laughs) Oh, dear. Tiny little needle. Little ramp to roll him out back, yeah. back through the oh, streets. <laughs> Incredible. Anyway, we ended up talking about that one a lot, which I'm glad we did because it is brilliant. Good. Next story: Is it real or fake? Woman finds a snake in the toilet. The police realise <laughs> it's just a poo. <sighs> I'll say that I, of these three remaining stories, I know another one of them to be true. So I'm going to let Mikey go before me on every occasion. Okay. So he can work it out himself the thing is with these it's always like with me it's just wishful thinking i want this to be true more than anything and i'm, I'm gonna stand by that and i'm gonna say this is true just just i just want to imagine being that woman the police come in the house <laughs> it's just sorry madam that's that's your own um your own droppings oh no i can never call the police again i don't know this one and i hope that it's true so i'm gonna say true too the police hurried to her apartment thinking how big of a snake can fit in a toilet bowl and what would be the best technique to use for the capture. Oh when they arrived God. at the scene, they found the toilet lid covered by electronics the woman put there to prevent the animal from escaping Sorry. to her flat. Electronics? One of the police... I'm thinking like a microwave or something. PS5. Yeah. One, of, one of the police officers gathered up, gathered up courage, it says, and lifted the lid with the device on it. As he didn't end up bitten and no creature managed to escape from under the lid, the officers used a flashlight to investigate the insides of the toilet bowl. What they found was, by no means a venomous snake, even though the shape of the object did share some similarity. (laughs) Disgusted by the brown finding, they decided to eliminate it by flushing it to the place where such items belong. Wow. Oh my god. Do you know if this woman lived alone? I know. How did you forget you've done a poo? Oh, my dear. Where the mystery poo came from. Uh, it was actually from the former Czechoslovakia, actually. Oh. Oh, was it? Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I need to share with you guys the nearly put Photo it, of the poo. Nearly put it oh, in no. Slack, which no. wouldn't have been good. No. I don't think Adam wants to see that. Uh, this is a 
These are the uh, shop-related products that Amazon has provided halfway through this post about poos and snakes. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. Oh, that's okay. a fancy toilet seat. So it's all, it's all toilet seat lids, except Titanoba Monster Snake, which I guess is a movie about a giant snake, and then also the Tigger movie. Because <laughs> it's Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. Wow. What on Amazon? And then like six pictures of toilet seats. Yeah. One with a little remote control on the side. Look at that. What, the Brundle Swash SE400? That one, that, yeah. That's a premium seat. It fits elongated toilets. It fits <laughs> elongated toilets. And it's only $279. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? Oh, that's really good. See. Next up, we have four men get mouth ulcers after eating 30 kilograms of oranges at airport to avoid paying extra baggage fee. That's a lot of oranges. I think just physically, that surely 30... No, I'm not going to Google it because I'll give me the answer. I was trying to get a diagram of 30 kilograms of oranges, but I'm going to say true. I can imagine someone being so stubborn. Like, I, I, I don't know why you take... This is an airport, right? Mm-hmm. Why are you taking 30... You can get oranges anywhere. Okay. Um... <laughs> the logic in here is so unsound, but maybe that's what makes it so true. I'm going to say true. I, I'm going to say false, because although I think this is why it's an Onion article, and I'm, I, I'd like to think maybe the wording has been changed, because in its current form, it's not it's not that clever as a, as a mm. fake article. But, you know, you would maybe, like, neck your bottle of Coke before going through airport security if you knew it was going to be binned. But if you had loads and loads of oranges, I'm all for not wasting stuff, but I don't know if I'd eat that much just so I wasn't wasting it. So I think it must be false and has maybe been slightly tweaked. The incident occurred at an airport in Kunming, southwest China's Yunnan province, where four travellers ate 30 kilograms of oranges in a record 30 minutes. What? See, this is where... Speed round oranges. It sounds like it's kind of bollocks because the article says, not wanting to pay the extra fee which was much more than the price of their purchase, the four colleagues reached a census reached a census to eat the fruits there and then. It took them under 30 minutes to finish the box. And then there's just a quote that says, we just stood there and ate the whole thing up. It took about 20 to 30 minutes. I'm like, right. So is it a record? Or did the guy just generalise yeah. about the amount of time? <laughs> just gave an estimate. Weird thing is, they would then go through security and board the plane with exactly the same weight of... <laughs> what it would have been if they'd just carried it through. Yeah, that's true. So, oh, that's strange. Yes, yeah, so no, even though they tried to stop them, the oranges still made it onto the plane. That's they did. Mm-hmm. beautiful. They did. And finally, we've got teenagers offer free squirts of hand sanitizer, but it's super glue. <sighs> that. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean towards Onion because that just seems so, so cruel. This is true. Oh, no. It is true. Oh. A man had to go to the doctors. I think maybe I'm conflating two stories here, but I think a man turned up at the doctors with like a canvas bag stuck to one hand and like, <laughs> you know, a, a shopping basket stuck to the other or something like that. I don't remember exactly how it went. but Oof. So the headline is, teenagers offer free squirts of hand sanitizer to shoppers in Bradford, but it's super glue. 
a group of teenagers put superglue in a hand sanitizer bottle and offered free squirts to shoppers in Bradford, it says there. Again, claims a woman who narrowly avoided the trap. The boys were reportedly stood outside Morrison's supermarket at Five Lane Ends yesterday evening. They were spotted approaching different shoppers in turn, offering them free squirts from the branded hand sanitizer bottle. Kathy Smith said she almost accepted, and has no doubts the boys with the bottle would have squirted it on her hands had she held them out, but she stopped short when some when some from the group let out a laugh. The lad approached me, showing me the bottle of sanitizer, asking if I would like a free pump, she said. <laughs> He was eagerly waiting for me to hold my hand out with a massive smile on his face. They all started to laugh. I asked, what's in the bottle? He said, sanitizer, while laughing. I heard one of the lads laughing and he said, fucking superglue. <laughs> they all walked off laughing when I said, I'll pass, thanks. Kathy was relieved to avoid the trap, adding, I'd have been in Bradford Royal Infirmary all night. All night. Wow. Yeah. That's, as someone who recently managed to stick not only the fingers together but also stick the hand to the glue container um not long ago <laughs> it's a nightmarish experience <laughs> so, yeah screw them screw them the hell however we now go live to les cadbury's fingres who says that's quite funny <laughs> that's quite funny thank you les cadbury's fingres that's quite funny for that. <laughs> but that's my thing there we go there's some all those are all real news stories they're all true Oh, what a bumper week. Jesus Christ. It's the little man. Yeah. It's the tiny, the tiny man. fat man. <laughs> I'm just, I'm looking up this story. All I can see is is Kathy's, Kathy's report of what happened to oh, her in the supermarket. We now go live to Kathy. I think the, the thing I'm talking about with the guy who got like his hand stuck to a bag or something must be something else. But yeah, there you go. There's, there's multiple fake sanitizers out there this is a pandemic and it must be stopped these children are unruly yes. the, be- the best thing is i i was scrub- i was scrolling through an article really quickly about these kids like giving super glue to people and i've gone down to the bottom of the article and it says matt hancock says he applauds the move to downing street briefing <laughs> <laughs> which, which is talking about like the use of masks in shops and stuff, but it's, it's all part of the same article. Oh, good. Wow. Thank you very much, Ben. Oh, you're welcome. Mm. Uh, question two. Yes. Um, this is from Stephen Skodas at Skodas 8 on Twitter. They say you should live life without regrets, but what is your biggest regret? Oh, Deep question. Oh, Jesus hell. Christ. Oh, um. <laughs> Shit, I need to think about this. <laughs> I thought you were about to say something, so I just paused. Um, I've got. Actually, I came up with a better one than this, but this is the first one I came up with, which is only sort of half true. Uh, I wish that I'd, like, learn a trade, maybe, or something like a practical skill. And, I mean, on balance, I don't, because I'm not saying I'd rather be doing that than what I'm doing now. Like, I'm glad that I, I'm here and doing doing this. But I think if I'd not fallen into this job, um, I don't know exactly what I'd be doing. I feel like I'd probably have ended up in some sort of depressing office job. And so I always thought, like, I, I almost wish that, like, I'd just actually left school and instead of going to uni, gone and, like, just... just learned how to be like an electrician or something yeah, like that because yeah. those people make a lot of money mm. they uh they can quite often if they're successful they can work for themselves uh there's always going to be a need for them 
you know, it's quite a good bit of work to be in. If you, you know, if you're a plumber or, you know, painter and decorator, um, plasterer, I kind of think like, hey, that's in some ways that's the way to go. I think it's, you know, it depends depends if you find it fulfilling, and a lot of people do. And if if you do, then hey, perfect. Um, yeah, electrician's always been like in in like literally for like forever in the back of my head. Like, yeah, if if it all goes tits up, I'll probably learn to be an electrician because it does seem kind of fun. Yeah, like I say, it was kind of a. It's not quite my a real answer because it's not a regret as such, but it's something. Yeah, it's something I wish I'd maybe done, or or certainly something I would have done if things hadn't gone a different way. But the the one I was thinking of actually was I wish at school I'd maybe taken things actually not quite as seriously as I did. Like I'm glad that I did enough to kind of get grades that I'm pleased with, and like I got into a uni that I enjoyed, and because I got into that uni, it's probably indirectly how I ended up at what culture mm-hmm. and therefore how I ended up here uh, and all those sorts of things. So, you know, it's all butterfly effect. But at the same time, I think I was a bit of a, a bit of a, I wasn't a teacher's pet at school, but I was like a bit of a dweeb, like a kind of thought that it really, really mattered. Like everything, every, every day was like quite important. And I feel like I could have had just a bit more fun and just, you know, taken it a bit less seriously and still come out with, Grades there was happy with, but without being such a SWAT, possibly. <laughs> I don't even remember how many GCSEs I've got now. It's, it's so irrelevant now. Have you have you lost some? Oh, I, probably. I mean, they've all fallen out of my brain at this point, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember how to solve equations anymore. No, no maths is scary. But that's that's kind of the point. I feel like I could have had a lot more fun at school. Yeah. Well, for what it's worth, I don't think anybody looks back on school thinking, man, I had fun there. I did it right. <laughs> I did oh, school yeah. correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. But I definitely, if I could go back mm. or, you know, if, if I woke up as a 13-year-old with all of my memories, then I'd be like, right, I'm not I'm not taking this crap seriously. <laughs> See you later. fucking coolest 13-year-old ever. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, I'd teach. I'd love to say that. We don't want your comments here more like. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Might not be my biggest regret, but it's it's hard to think of them really sometimes. Yeah, I think I know my biggest regret, and it's a strong one. Oh, um, one night, well, it was it was I think it must have been like my twentieth birthday or something. Um, I mean, a friend was walking around Newcastle at night, and we were approaching the monument, the big old monument in the centre of town, and there was a bunch of skateboarders there um, doing some mad stunts off their pedal boards. Pedal boards. <laughs> And I've, I mean, there's, I mean, it could have been more regretful, but we, as as a fun little birthday treat, we went up and asked them if they could ollie over me. No. <laughs> so I mean, it, 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 it almost ended with me losing my head, but it was fun. So I didn't realize that when we asked them to do this, they'd both do it one after the other, like directly afterwards. I was mentally prepared for just a oh, one ollie. Bob's Bob's your uncle. Get out of there. Good. So there's a video of this, but um, there's me lying down on the steps. The first guy just ollies over me. And then the moment he clears me, I start to pick up my head as just this other skateboard is careering towards me. Oh, God. <laughs> Thank God he's got he's got control of the board and he stops in time. And he looks like he's like, Jesus Christ, what are you doing? 
I just wish I just wish I'd stayed stayed the fuck down and I got the sickest video ever Man. of two people doing ollies over me rather than just the, the lousy one ollie I got. Oh, <laughs> that if been your awesome. biggest regret is that only one person <laughs> ollied over you, that, that's a pretty good life you've lived. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Um, God. Well, I, I don't know if I can necessarily pinpoint the one biggest regret of my entire life because I'm still no, living hard. it and making mistakes every day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I've certainly, as, as a lot of people have, I would imagine stupid boys, right? Just, boys. just don't pick up on cues from women sometimes. Mm. That's <laughs> right. happened on a number of occasions where I've just not, <laughs> not picked up the signals at all. And then years after the fact, you sit up in bed at night and you're like, Oh, fuck. Oh, okay. Oh, what an idiot. What an idiot. I can see very clear points in my life where where it would have, like, there would have been a very different path for me <laughs> based on missed, missed signals and misunderstood signals. But it's not something I dwell on because I don't give a fuck, yo. Um, but if I was to just pick one random thing, as I think I mentioned it on here before, it would be... When I was in primary school and somehow through various connections, we had a tiny walking with dinosaurs museum <laughs> yeah. at what? my primary school and they wanted to take a photo for the local newspaper. And because my mum was quite involved in making it happen, uh, I was uh, someone came to the school canteen and said, oh, could you come to the the tiny walking with dinosaurs room, please, uh, to take a photo? <laughs> so and was it wait hold on, was it a room or was it outdoors it was a little room inside there was because there was a there was a dinosaur there was some dinosaur footprints found at a local quarry oh and so we we had like a mold of that and then we had like a walking with dinosaurs prop and stuff remember this story mikey it stuff. ends in tragedy yeah it does end I, in tragedy I, I, i'm getting i'm getting vague memories but <laughs> you get, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the thrilling end mm. well the thrilling end is that I sprint. I sprinted my little heart out from the canteen, which was like a big porter cabin thing, through the uh, playground, and then into the uh, into the, into the building where the where the room was. Only to be told, "Oh, it's okay. It's too late. We've taken the photo now." And it stuck with me and kept me up at night for weeks. Like I would I would cry and I'd feel really sad because I missed out. It's my biggest regret in life. That is a biggie. Is not being in that local newspaper with the dead dinosaur the fake dead dinosaur hey fair enough I, I'm with you yeah. Yeah, that's I'm... my biggest regret is that you didn't make it to that photo <laughs> thank you Peter that does actually make me feel better mm -hmm. a little bit does it still have the display at the school I hope so no it's long gone that that building oh. has since been turned into into housing and uh, <sighs> it became a music room for a bit I don't really know how long they thought they could t keep a, a fake half eaten dinosaur in a room and justify that space existing while yeah. the students needed a place to study. <laughs> That's amazing. There we are. I regret not going to a school with a sick dinosaur room now. What I the know. hell? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It wasn't there for long and I didn't get a photo in it, so I got no evidence. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, you could you could be making this up. Could yeah, I, I call bullshit. That's not I didn't know. I can find anything on Google while we continue. Right, well it's time for our thing. Mikey, would you like to go next or should I? I would love to dive in with my thing. Oh, go. So I've got a fun little story of insurance fraud and attempted murder. Ooh. Ooh. Lovely. 
I love bringing along lighthearted, lovely stories to just <laughs> entertain and make the children smile. This is, well, I mean, it's, I, it's the thing. We're talking about anything in the past. It's inevitably going to have death in it somewhere. But this is, this is a fun one, I promise. Hmm. Killing a man who spends his days completely out of his mind drunk in order to claim a life insurance payout doesn't sound that hard, surely. Turns out, when that man is Michael Malloy... It can prove to be a tricky endeavour. Michael Malloy. Michael Malloy. Mr. Malloy had many nicknames, and you'll soon understand how they came about. The names included Mike the Durable, which I like, (laughs) Iron Mike, the Irish Rasputin, and the Juggernaut. Oh, I like that one. And bear in mind, this is like in the 1930s. It's like, these are some, this is like some badass names for the time as well. So this plot was conceived over a round of drinks one afternoon in July 1932 in the Bronx. Francis Pasqua, Daniel Kreisberg and Tony Marino sat in Marino's eponymous speakeasy and raised their glasses, sealing their commitment to the job, figuring it was already half finished. Every morning, the old man showed up at Marino's place in the Bronx and requested, Another morning's morning, if you don't mind. What was that accent, Michael? I'm just going to say. He's he's Irish. Pretty good. Irish originally. I can't... I'll channel my inner Dave. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to do the accent. No, you're just going to leave that there. Talks. That's Talk. <laughs> Talk. There we go. And hours later, he would pass out on the floor. For a while, Marino had let Malloy drink on credit, but he no longer paid his tabs. Business, the saloon keeper confided to his new accomplices, is bad. No one knew much about Malloy, and it seemed he didn't have much grasp on himself either. No friends, no family, no definitive date of birth, and no job beyond occasionally sweeping floors or collecting garbage. And even when he did have a job, he was usually happy just to be paid in booze. This is, this is a strong man. Strong man. Mm-hmm. Why don't you take out insurance on Malloy? Pasqua asked Marino. I can take care of the rest. Pasqua had pulled off a scheme like this the year before without incident, and Marino nodded and a chain of events were set into motion that would earn Malloy his title of The Man Who Wouldn't Die. Yeah. It's like a James Bond film title. <laughs> the Man it Who is. Wouldn't Die. The, the bus that wouldn't slow down. <laughs> a life insurance policy was set up, which would pay out $3,576 to be split between the men, and today's money, that's about $54,000. That's a, that's a pretty hefty, hefty chunk of change. Yeah. So to Lil Malloy in, Marino offered um, him an open bar, an open-ended bar tab, which Malloy <laughs> indulged in with glee. But even after several days of excessive drinking, each morning Malloy would stumble back into the bar, as he ever would, exclaiming, boy, ain't I got a thirst. He's <laughs> <laughs> it's, great. I love this guy. He's got little quotes. He sounds like a right character. I, I love him. It was clear that this extra alcohol intake wouldn't, wasn't having an impact they began to grow impatient. I guess the plan here was to just let him drink himself to death. But mm. I think he's, he's, he's got an iron stomach at this point and nothing can penetrate that. One of the men suggested shooting him in the head instead. But Murphy suggested something more subtle. They'd replace his usual drinks with wood alcohol, which is essentially like it's like super high percentage, pure, oh unfiltered just alcohol. Jesus. So drinks containing 4% of water alcohol were capable of causing blindness in the normal human. So surely serving shot after shot of this pure alcohol would do the trick. And so the gang watched 
I like the gang watch. It sounds like a mm-hmm. always sunny uh, episode. <laughs> the gang watched fascinated as Malloy downed several shots and just kept asking for more Jesus. and more and more, displaying no physical symptoms other than those typical of inebriation. He'd drink every last drop that he was given and would return for more night after night. Unbelievable. <laughs> for days this went on. One night, he passed out in the middle of the bar and laid unconscious for several hours. They waited with bated breath before he awoke, exclaiming, Give me some more of the old regular, me lads. <laughs> <laughs> some of that poison. You got any more of that poison? <laughs> oh, it's good, yeah. At this point, the plan was becoming cost prohibitive with the, you know, the bar tab and all the money they were spending on this alcohol. It, was, it may as well you know, just cash out at this point. Yeah. Next, they tried putting oysters in denatured alcohol. This is a weird one. Um, the idea apparently coming from Pasqua, who claimed he saw a man die after eating oysters with whiskey. Which I, oh, for God's sake. It's a far-fetched one, but they tried it. But he washed down oyster after oyster with yet more wood alcohol, and he licked his fingers clean after the meal was done. He must have thought, like, oh, these guys are great. I don't know why they're giving me so much <laughs> stuff, but I'm really enjoying it. Oysters shot after shot. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. what a treat. Free bar tab. Oh, yeah. It's slightly warm, stingy alcohol, but it <laughs> makes me feel good. The next plan, this is probably the most brutal one. <laughs> the next plan was to let a, a tin of sardines go rotten and make a sandwich out of them. Oh. But for good measure, they added some metal shrapnel into the sandwich <laughs> for good measure. <laughs> he wolfed down the sandwich and merrily asked for another. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. The gang were getting distressed. It's it is amazing. Yeah, I don't, I just don't know how you can eat a sandwich with metal in it and not notice. <laughs> I mean, probably all that wood alcohol he's drinking. Yeah, he must have been pissed again. <laughs> the gang were getting even more distressed and held an emergency conference. They decided upon leaving him outside during a frosty night, covered in water, so that he'd freeze. They dragged him out to a local park, and th- and throughout the entire process of dragging him to this park, he didn't stir once. He was just unconscious. The next morning, they returned to the bar to find Malloy, half-frozen in the basement. He had managed to trek the half-mile back to the bar and persuaded someone to let him in. And when he finally came to, he complained of a wee chill. (laughs) (laughs) And now they were getting really desperate and decided to take drastic measure. Running him over with a car would be the best bet. Been there. They shoved (laughs) Malloy... It's like, you ramp it up and he's... Well, you'll see what happens. Malloy gets hit by a car. <laughs> oh, breakneck speed as well. They shoved him into a cab. Who They just basically found a random cab driver, paid him $150 and just said, here, do this with us, okay? So they shoved him into this car, found a road, propped him up in the middle of the street and they gunned the engine. And Malloy managed to jump out of the way of the vehicle not once, but twice. <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> it's completely... <laughs> is that Jason Bond? Jesus Christ. Twice he managed to evade a car in this... In a state where he can barely walk, <laughs> to be honest. I hope after this point he realises they're trying to kill him. Because surely by now... <laughs> yeah, maybe he just doesn't see faces. Everything's just a blur to him at this point. Yeah. So, on the third attempt... They really gunned it. They raced towards him at 50 miles an hour, and this time they hit him. But for good measure, they backed the car over the man once again just to make sure the car was done. 
But before they could check the body, uh, another car spooked them, and so they sped off and fled the scene. But they were pretty confident at this point that he's got to be dead, right? Mm. Right? Yeah. So the next day, they started calling around hospitals and morgues for confirmation of uh, the jo- a job well done. But there was nothing. No sign of him anywhere. And after five days of checking and no news, they just started a whole new plot to tr- just kill a random man and pass them off as oh, Malloy. God. <laughs> and it was at this time, the door to Marino's bar swung open and there was a limping, battered and bandaged Malloy. With a tyre mark across his face. <laughs> I mean, he must have gone through... He- like he, lo- he looked rough. He'd been in the hospital. He was bandaged. He was... Oh, it is like a, a, a Looney Tunes cartoon. What a hero. Yeah. And his first words were, I sure am dying for a drink. No. <laughs> oh, Malloy. Classic Malloy. <laughs> What's he like? He's, he's incredible, Ben. He's, he's, he's the ultimate man. You reckon he's still going? Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely still going to this day. I mean, well, he's, he's not. There's a, there's a sad final chapter. But... Oh, no. <laughs> we can just end it there. We can end it yeah, there. Let's, should we just end it <laughs> pretending that he's still alive? And he's still in that bar today. And he's drinking. joining the Discord call right now. Oh, here he is. Anybody like a tuck? No, it's him. It's a good. Uh, it's a good ending stinger. I think he just marches in. I'm dying for a drink. Classic. Na, 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 na. Hey, brilliant, Michael Malloy, a legend. I'm I'm, I'm going to leave it there. No, no. If you want to find out what actually happened, then you can Google it. I'm here to spread joy and happiness, and Michael Malloy dying is not part of that, damn it. No, he's still (laughs) alive to us. Yeah. He's got little Malloyites, his little children who also exist on on meals existing solely of oysters Oysters. and metally sandwiches. (laughs) I love that they started out by trying to do it subtly, like make him drink himself to death. And by the end, they were like, fuck it, just run him over twice, you know, back the car over him. <laughs> Three times. It's impressive. The perfect crime. Very impressive. Time for a question from the uh, the audience. This is from, uh, which one should we do? I've got two here. Uh, okay. Uh, it's from Ianto Roberts, who says, What subject or subjects did you hate the most in school and why? Any particular reason? Question mark. Mm. It's quite a school-heavy episode today, actually. Ooh, I like but, it. Uh, man, what did, what did you hate at school? I mean, a PE goes without saying, surely. Cross-country, hated that. <laughs> oh, I, I had that as a lesson. Yeah, no, screw that. That's just, that's just yeah. torture. PE? Yeah, I did PE, but I don't think... Cross country is a no, lesson. No, just specifying cross country itself. But yeah, PE broadly. I mean, ben, ben doesn't have a GCSE in cross yeah, country. On, what? What yeah. I'm not even qualified for cross country. I don't, no one, no one taught me how. Yeah. I didn't hate PE. I, I hated maths. Hated maths. Didn't did not enjoy that at all. I don't think I had a single inspiring or friendly or just pleasant in any way teacher working in the mathematics department at uh, at my school not that that would have helped because i find maths inherently very off-putting and uh i got my b and i got out of there and that was it thank thank you very much um but yeah i didn't i didn't like maths and i can't really think of any other subject that inspired such hatred or this is going to be a bad day because i have maths today Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't like maths, but actually, the teachers who taught it in my school were actually 
they were they were quite nice. Like in in secondary school, they were. Um, yeah, I wish I'd um, done more. Well, paid more attention to history in, in school. It just wasn't 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 drawing me in. It's a shame because I'm quite interested in it now, and mm. I, I had it served me on a platter all those years ago. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. But they don't. I, in my opinion, like some of the stuff they teach you in school is not as interesting as you know. If they told us about like the Irish Rasputin, I'd, <laughs> I'd be up for that. I think is is this a class anyone else had, but. Thinking studies. Uh, we we had to do critical thinking. Yeah, I think it's a, a similar kind of thing. Mm. Thinking studies. Yeah, it's it's. It, I, it was in secondary school, and I think we 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 had it from like year seven till nine. So it was it was a pretty large part of school life. Or saying that it was like an hour every two weeks. It wasn't it wasn't like a GCSE with an exam or anything. It was just like a little extra booster class. It was just essentially a class that was like, here's different ways that you can learn and different ways. Are you a kinetic learner? Uh, right, Are you yeah. an auditory learner or are you visual learner? And it was just the same stuff retread week after week after week. And Yeah, I can imagine you probably can't fill a year on that. <laughs> I hated all that stuff. Like, oh, you're, we've taken a test. You're more of like a, a visual learner. You're more of a practical learner. And it's like, well, that's fucking great to know, I suppose, back to book studying. Like, yeah, what? You teach everyone the same. This does not inform how you're teaching me <laughs> at all. Mm. Look at this is how you'd best learn things. We're going to ignore this. Yeah, <laughs> why dedicate a whole lesson to to just highlighting that every fortnight? There was one particular lesson that was pretty good where we designed our own deep sea creature. Wow, that sounds pretty cool. Actually, yeah, that was cool. some sick thinking skills. Yeah, for the first like I think three years of our school, we had to for like. A period of like six or eight weeks or something, we had to do dance. Compuls- it was like a compulsory subject. You would like <laughs> rotate around different arts. So you would like do eight weeks of drama, eight weeks of dance, eight weeks of something else. Like mu- well, not music because that was all year round. But like there were different things, and I, I remember despising dance with everything. You know, I just because like most of us were rubbish at it. We weren't athletic enough, or flexible enough, I guess, or graceful enough. You know, irrespective of whether you enjoy it or, you know, it's nothing to do with I'm a boy. It's just I just wasn't good at it and neither was almost anyone in my entire class. So we all just had to sort of like we did something to Saturday Night Fever, which was just (laughs) just the best. Can you imagine that? Pay any amount of money to see that. I know. Well, I think I would, to be honest. I'd I'd love to see a video of me doing it, but it it doesn't exist, um, fortunately. So, yeah. you've just awoke with the dance thing. You've awoken one of my deeply, deeply pushed back memories. For some reason, at some point, our, our primary school brought in like this. It wasn't like a, a like an official school thing. It was like an external body who I guess they paid to come in and teach us how to do hip hop dancing. Wow! Which oh, culminated in in like an orchestrated dance of an entire class in front of the whole school, <laughs> and I, I was in that. Oh, wearing, brilliant! Wearing a a red Yankees cap, being the best hip hopper bit bopper that you've ever seen. Oh, <sighs> that was good. I wish there was photos of that. It was actually genuinely good fun, but embarrassing as all hell to look back on. But we're in it together, <laughs> so that's what makes it fine. Fantastic. Well, lots of happy memories revisited. Yay! Yay! Um, now time for a strange news story that uh. 
I I don't think this one was sent to me. Sometimes people DM stuff to me, um, but this goes back to the 23rd of January, so it's mm-hmm. a it's a few weeks old. And I've had a quick look through my like Twitter DMs. It doesn't seem to be in there. It might have been something someone added me in, but I you know I have to go through all my mentions and stuff. So sorry if someone sent this to me. It might be something I just saw in like trending or whatever. But in any case, here it is. This is according to the Poke. Um, this bad sex award nominee went viral, and it's truly the best bad sex we've ever read. <laughs> wow. So this is not real sex. It's literary sex. This is um, someone's sex scene from a book that they've written, and it it was a nominee for an award. This is by jo- uh, John Plunkett. Oh. Who, I don't know if they're related to Luke Plunkett or not, but who's, who's to say? So... The Literary Review's Bad Sex Award has been going for some time now and was founded to draw attention to the poorly written, redundant or downright cringeworthy passages of sexual description in modern fiction. We only mention this because a nominee from 2014 has suddenly gone viral all over again and it really is the best bad sex we've ever read. The worst (laughs) thing about it might be that it didn't actually win that year, which is even, even better. Um... So it went viral after it was shared by at Effie May on Twitter and, well, have a read of this. So they then enclosed um, the snippet that was nominated. I'm just going to read the next paragraph, though, in the article because uh, author Jonathan Grimwood wasn't happy about being nominated, however, and the good news about his extraordinary prose is it did give rise to the greatest headline ever. So the headline, according to The Independent, was... (laughs) Bad Sex Award is idiotic, says angry author, nominated for scene where food critic sucks brie off wet nurse's nipple. (laughs) (laughs) Spectacular. Wow. It says underneath, that headline was a wild adventure from start to finish. Um, It really paints a a very vivid picture. I don't think it paints a vivid enough picture of what we're about to hear. Now, this is very, this is like explicit. It's not just about nipples. Like, it gets really... (laughs) It gets a bit kinky, so... Okay. Is it about bot-bots as well? <laughs> proceed with caution and hide your kids, hide your wife's or husband's. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is from The Last Banquet by Jonathan Grimwood. Reaching behind me, I found the brie and broke off a fragment, sucking her nipple through it. She tasted almost as she had the day I took the drop of milk on my finger. Manon smiled when she realised what I was doing. Do you know the peasant saying, if you can't imagine how neighbouring vineyards can produce such different wines, put one finger in your woman's quim and another up her arse and then taste both and stop asking stupid questions. Jesus Christ. What? My fingers found both vineyards. At the front, she tasted salt as anchovy and as delicious. At the rear, bitter like chocolate and smelling strangely of tobacco. No. 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 Thank you, what? Jonathan, for that. What a what a lovely what a lovely description of your um sex. The best thing is though, uh, in the article it says just a few of the things people were saying about it on Twitter um are below. And one of my favourites is the second one by Daniel Nolan at Dan J. Nolan, who says What's always made me about this is not the vineyards or even Quim, but the notion that it's possible to break off a fragment of brie. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was thinking that. Like, it's not a crumb. You know, we spoke all about cheese at the end of the last episode. Not a crumbly cheese. It's not. No. It's the kind you can you can suck a nipple through, but not a fragment. You can't for sure. break off a. Fra- yeah, that snap off a bit of brie. You just sort of like mush it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other other Twitter comments are: "What a terrible day to know how to read." That's a tweet <laughs> all the way from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Um, oh wow. Uh, very much this. I don't think the author has ever had brie or sex, for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> or wine. Uh, author Ali Rose on Twitter says, Well, I can never enjoy brie, milk, chocolate or tobacco ever again. <laughs> Which is true. My three favourite things. Yeah. And uh, language didn't spend all those years evolving, so he could do this. <sighs> it is a real desecration of every word of the English language. Horrible. But uh, there you go. Just a, a quick bit of weird sex for you there. Thank um, you. God knows what won that year. Oh my God! Yeah, what could be worse than that? I'm trying. I'm now trying to rattle, like, just rattle my brain, trying to think of the sexiest cheese. Oh mm. God! Is, uh, is it like a cheese string? Maybe. Yeah, I suppose so. It, it's just. It's versatile. It's versatile. No cheese is sexy, but there's definitely one cheese that's sexier than all the rest. Mm. Must be. Yeah, by definition. What's the least sexy cheese? Oh, that Blue. probably that one with, like, worms in it. Living worms. Oh. Have you seen that I one? Went stri- no. really I went straight horrible. to Stilton. Oh, yeah, wormy cheese. Ugh. Yeah. God. Horrible. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, it's time for a question to wrap us, wrap us up. <laughs> hey! Thank you, Peter, for sharing. <laughs> Kieran, Mar- Kieran Marshall says, uh, at... Shurikum two nine nine, but the I is a one. Uh, oh no, it's not an M. Yeah, it's Shuriken. I thought it was like Shurikum because I misread it. But anyway, whatever, it doesn't matter. Kieran Marshall uh, <laughs> says, "Oh no, you've got an Infinity Gauntlet. What powers do your six Infinity Stones have, and or what happens when you snap your fingers?" So I think we have to design Ooh. the vidiots, the literally the VCU Infinity Gauntlet. About time. <laughs> I mean, surely somewhere in there, there's got to be like the fart stone, mm. right? Yes, of course, of course. That'll be the green one. The green one. <laughs> <laughs> um, bit much for me. There's there a, bit a bit much. in. Um, it might be. I can't remember if it's the first one or the second one. It might be Infinity War. I think it might be that one. Maybe it's Endgame. I, I, either way, he uses the reality gem and he turns. I think he turns like their gunfire into bubbles and like he turned he like makes them go all stringy and like collapse on the floor and it's weird. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could have like a babaloony stone where you just <gasps> it, you can just inflate anyone or anything in a balloon yeah. type fashion. And then it will twist into a humorous shape as well. Sponge man or whatever. <laughs> Spider guy, yeah. Big the bubble man. stone. Perfect. Maybe the Margaret stone. <laughs> just at will you can just just make the margaret sound that's all it does margaret but, but, Mar- but it never... yeah, it's only it's, it's like a cracked stone it only says mark <laughs> yeah it never quite completes the word that's what the snap is you finally get the full margaret and yeah. that's when some astonishing event unfolds mm-hmm. i like the idea of just being able to deploy cars from your fist to run peter over with oh god okay <laughs> yeah that could work. Chevrolet Matisse stone. Yeah. Ah, very good. <laughs> yeah. In deploying a car, do I also instantly get covered in bubble wrap? 
<laughs> it's all one power. Wherever you are in the world, you are summoned in the path of that car. <laughs> God, not again. Every time. Uh, how many stones have we got? So we've got fart stone, we've got um, babaloony stone, we've got marg stone, we've got car stone. Mm-hmm. So we need two more. Uh, how about the lot better parent stone? <laughs> yeah. Where anyone that you direct it at, regardless of their circumstances, they could have been a lot better parent and they uh, <laughs> they feel it just rewrites their entire history, you know? Yeah, like it, like They're it. suddenly a parent and they could have been better at it. Yeah, despite the happy relationship they actually had growing up with their child, suddenly they have all these memories in their head of, like, not being that good. Yeah. Yeah. I think with all these exciting activities, we're going to get hungry, so I want one of the stones to summon the worst games ever meal. Oh, perfect, yeah, why not? <laughs> the nugget stone. <laughs> the nugget stone. Oh, the smiley stone. It summons a barrage of lovely, fluffy, roughy potatoes. I think when you click your fingers and uh, it says the full Margaret as the accompanying sound effect, instantly Dick and Dom in the Bungalow and Get Your Own Back are re-slated for, for national viewing. Wow. Because they're brought back yes. from the dead. Exclusive to Dave. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like that's where they would be now. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. <gasps> Why haven't Dave done that? Why haven't they done that? Yeah, I don't know. Got Dave Benson on there. Yeah, the Crystal Maze and Robot Wars have come back. Bring back Dick, Dick and oh, Dom. Just, just for us three. And memory cards as well while you're at it. Yeah, rip. Yeah. Rip. Memory cards. Well. Well, thank you everyone for listening and thank you to you two boys for answering my questions. Four, four, four five, four. <laughs> thank you for bringing those questions, Peter. You're welcome. Much appreciated. And thank you, of course, to all of you for listening. Did you know you could find us in places other than this podcast? Well, you can. And you can, uh, you know, maybe go over to store.yorkscast.com and uh, have a little browse of the fine selection there, right, Mikey? Oh, yeah, now you're talking my language. If you head over to store.yorkscast.com, you'll find a lovely array of stuff, like some socks with a shark on them and a, and a bee plushie. But best of all, come close. If you head over to the vidiot section... What? Sorry, no, a bit louder, what? Yeah. If you head over to the vidiot section, you'll find a beautiful array of t-shirts, mugs, and hoodie that you can... And hoodie. And hoodie, just the one hoodie. Hoodie. Which you can buy, you can put on your body. You may struggle to put the mug on your body, but you can try. And you can have a look, and if it takes your fancy, I've got something for you. No. If you use code vidiots at checkout... You're not going to believe this. This is fucking unbelievable. I don't know how we swung this. Yeah. We'll get you 10% off everything. No. Lie to me. That's more than nine. It's incredible. And and it, it, oh, I lost my trail of thought. A ferret. Ferrets, <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing advertising right Ferrets, now. Ferrets, please. I'm sorry, Truffle. Come on. You can get 10% off everything on the store. Not just the stuff that says vidiots on it. Amazing. And by doing that, you'll be indirectly supporting the ferrets. There you That's go. true. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all.com forward slash Vidiots Official. We're also on twitch.tv forward slash Vidiots Official. We're not regularly streaming on there. However, we are streaming on our own independent channels. Mikey over at Parrot Boy, 
Peter and I over at Triple Jump. It is automatically hosted on the Vidiot's official Twitch. But if you'd like to go right to the source, then you can <laughs> you can work it out. It's pretty simple. If you want to see us, we are live sometimes. Streamlabs.com forward slash poddy. It's donations. Donate three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show, just like these amazing people have. Here is the Pumpy Platoon. Yes, the Pumpy Platoon. We start with the elegant, the beautiful, dear Rat Boy, Donna C07, and the very generous Redweth, Step On Me, Big Ben Daddy, and the actually very generous and also Redweth. Thank you very much. Uh... Will never ask a question. The noises weren't included. That was me trying to find my place again. Emily Lemons. Okay. Chego Slovakia. Okay, that's one. <laughs> Gooey mm-hmm. Bugs Batoon and Cheggers Slovakia. Yes, we're nailing it. Desi Does Meat Face. Scooby Drooby Drew. The generous Dow Dowdian. Steven Scores. Kiki Chichi RIP. Pro Trainer. Specky Becky. Insert daft name here. The clown with the dirty pubes, and oh look, a first-time donator. Uh, in the in the tiny troop this week is Arthur the kitten, awesome fox forty-two, Jalike corn, Reggie Bronx, Kermit the Porg, uh, Mikey's merch shop fraud, Lord Brotovich, who the fuck is Freddie Weber, Barry Scott's hot spotty bot, Katekin Solo, Alan Claw, Benny Harvey, R.I.P. Spread cheeks, slap balls, Mr. Black, Tiny P's, Tiny D, Big Titty Jesus 42, Finn Tristan Penis Examiner, Cares of Gallifrey, Peter's Tory Butthole Beliefs, it actually says Beliefs, I've just noticed, but, <laughs> uh, and Clammy Chicken Balls Takeout. Shut up, Cheggers, you're dead. Shit donation for wankers, the very generous Jean-Luc Placard, thank you. Big Dick Trans Communist Goof, Girlfriend. Will, Dave Wilson, Pingers, Roy Hodgson is clearly an owl, Nando's Peri Peri Meat Product, Mr. Macca, Adolf Meatler, Meat Redundant, Big Jizzy Teasers, Forky 2, Cheggers Slovakia, and Cheggers Slovakia, Moist Meat Dump, Prince Beefcakes, Honk If Thatcher's Dead, Honk, nice. An Offensive Stinky Alien, Knock Knock Cock Sock, Moist Meat Dump, and John's Dinky Diddler Dilly Dilladong, diddly dod, diddly dong. There we are. Excellent. There. Wonderful. Thank you, all of you. That's your pod squad for this week. Once again, streamlabs.com forward slash podiats donation, three pounds or more. And if we want as many Cheggers Slovakias as we can get next time, yeah, remember, Cheggers Slovakia. <laughs> get your Cheggers. See in. if we can all do that one. Thank you, everyone. Uh, Mikey, where can people find you? At Paraboy on Twitter is the best place to find me. That's where I do all my internet business. And you can also find me on Twitch. Uh, Paraboy again there. I stream somewhat regularly. I don't have a schedule because life is chaotic. <laughs> but if you keep an eye on there, you're usually in the loop of what's happening. Come join the fun. Fantastic. And Peter, where can people find us? We are individually on Twitter at that Peter Austin and confused underscore dude. But we're together, not in that way, but hey, not that there's anything wrong with that, over on uh, Twitter and YouTube and Twitch uh, at Team Triple Jump uh, doing videos and streams, video game stuff. So if you want video game action from two-thirds of the Vidiot's team, uh, you can get that at Team Triple Jump, and you can get the other third at Power Up Boy. Hey. Yeah, absolutely. Two-thirds of the Vidiot's team, but 100% of the Triple Jump team. Yeah! Of course, yeah. Finally, please leave us a review on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps. Something to do with Al Gore's rhythm. 
Thank you to those of you who have left reviews. And now we bid you farewell with one final question that you can answer on Twitter or the YouTube comments or what have you. Um, What's your biggest regret? Yeah, go on. Let's get personal. Oh. Pull your heart out. Yeah, okay. I like that. Go on. We dare you. Well, that's all. That's all. Thanks so much, everybody. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. We will. Bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye.